eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Do you think, because obviously now the whole conversation around Packers didn't get enough weapons has resurfaced. I personally don't think that bringing in one new weapon is going to magically help this offense. Do I think they need a field stretcher? Like, do I think that they're missing MVS? Yes, I do, because the field has shrunk and nobody respects the deep ball, and that totally affects everything else that you can call, right? But I think they have the talent that they need on this roster. You know, we saw it, we're recording Monday evening. We saw today, right, Robbie Anderson going to the Cardinals. Robbie Anderson, deep threat, Packers fans, upset. Personally, I think his attitude in this locker room is the last thing. Would not be good. Yeah, I agree. The actual last thing this team needs. But the point is, is a weapon what they need? My answer is no, but I want your thoughts. So to me, the MVS role can be replicated with Watson or Dobbs. And I think they have the speed to do that. And I think part of it is they're just not on the same page yet with Rodgers for those deep threats. Like if, if, Watson connects. I hate to keep going back to the Vikings game, but if Watson connects on that first play of the game to open the season, we're talking about him as that kind of deep threat in the same vein as MVS. So to me, no on the deep threat level, but I did when Randall Cobb got hurt. (laughs) I looked at my dad and I said, fuck it, go get OBJ. Because I like, and I think that was just like, it sounds like Sammy Watkins is going to be able to come back soon, but Rogers is theoretically going to lose Cobb for at least four weeks. And mm-hmm. it sounds like he avoided significant injury with the ankle, which is good. But if we're if we're talking about trust ball again, he's throwing to Lazard and he's pushing the ball to his guys. Maybe Sammy Watkins becomes one of his guys, but it seems like and I know that's hard to to make the argument for when Romeo Dobbs led the team until this week in 
targets. And he still targeted him. He was just getting blanketed by Sauce. Right. So I, I get that. But I think if you're talking about like making the defense fear you, the opposing defenses right now don't fear Dobbs. They don't fear a lot of these guys. Maybe they could fear Cobb in the middle in some packages and now Cobb is gone. So if OBJ is going to come in and give Alan Lazard single coverage, like if somebody's going to take the Devante quote unquote role and just make the defense play this offense a little bit differently, then I'd be all for it. But it would have to be like an OBJ. Yeah. The practice squad receiver that they brought in for a workout today is, is not going to do it for me. I laughed. Like that is the most Packers thing to bring in some undrafted guy. It's just a joke now. It's, it is, it's funny. You have to laugh at some of these decisions, right? It's still definition of insanity. Yeah. And I'm not saying that they haven't built a good roster because I really still believe in the guys on this team. But you're right. I mean, until the talent and the potential, right? Rogers talked about this preseason. Mm-hmm. Lots of potential, not a lot of actuality. Until the potential becomes real, defenses are going to keep playing you the same way. And so you either need to adjust to what defenses are doing and change the way they play you with the guys that you have, or like you said, bring in somebody that is going to make defenses change the way that they play you. I think the former is more the more realistic of what the Packers are going to do. Why would an OBJ want to come play for the Packers right now. Yeah. Truth, truthfully, like why would anyone want to come up to Green Bay in the middle of October and play for <laughs> 30, 30 degrees, degrees today? It, it was cold. Um, but regardless, you know, play for a three and three team that has no fight in them. And for a quarterback that people are questioning how long he's going to be around, how well he's going to play for how long he's around. Like there are a lot of reasons why this isn't an exciting destination at the moment. So, and they've had trouble gaining those big name free agents, even when this team is really good, right? Even when they're definite Super Bowl contenders. So I don't know if that's something they can lean on. Unfortunately, Um, they've done in the past, right? They've had the Reggie White, who came basically to play with Favre. They've had Charles Woodson. Like, they've had those moments. I don't know if that's going to happen for this team, and I don't want this team to rely on that happening, right? Because Rodgers talked about personnel in his post-game presser and how he talks to Good about it, but you can't rely on that. You have to look inward. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's it's tough and not to, to you know, kind of rag on Rodgers, but ever since he came back a couple seasons ago and said, like, you know, I'm going to be here. We'll make it work. And said, people are coming to Green Bay to play with me. Nobody's come. I mean, Devondre Campbell was going to probably sign regardless of who the quarterback was because the Packers gave him the best option. Rasul Douglas as well gave him, you know, that kind of contract that he was looking for. And I don't want to rag on the the rookie wide receivers because I, I really think that they're both going to be very good. Christian Watson, I kind of hope they shut down at this point for a little bit. Just if the ankle injury is going to linger, the hamstring just put him on IR, let him rest it, stop trying to push him into action. But maybe Romeo Dobbs is really good towards the end of the season and he's connecting with Rodgers. But I think a lot of the moves the Packers are making, we talk about how they're really good at balancing being good now and being good later. But a lot of what they've done recently feels like they're they're keeping themselves in a five-year window. Devondre Campbell, five years. Quay Walker, five years. 
Rasul Douglas signs, was it a four-year deal? Like Jair had the extension, you know, for multiple years. Like this defense is going to be good for a long time. You've got cheap pieces on offense that Romeo Dobbs could be the face of the wide receiver room next season. You know, we don't know what's going to happen with Lazar. We don't know what's going to happen with Cobb, but right. So it's like, I'm sorry. After this season, like Lazard is gone. Tunyon, like, so your defense is going to be there. But and the offense has potential to be really good. But there's a part of me that's like, if if this is Rogers last season, you think the writing is on the wall, swing for it because you haven't. Take a take a shot, see if that itself brings in a little bit of juice. Rogers is comfortable. He feels like you know the front office went to bat for him and got him like a guy. And see, I mean, like, okay, so it doesn't work out and you it didn't work yeah. out the last three years anyway. Like Yeah, you blow it up then. Yeah, I mean it's funny, Andy Herman, again, friend of the show, came to meet us for dinner Saturday night, and we were talking about the Packers draft, and it really did feel like the Packers drafted players for now, this draft, right? Quay, immediate starter, Devontae Wyatt, need on defensive line, unfortunately has taken a little bit to ramp up. That's okay. He's low on the depth chart at the moment. Christian Watson, they finally get that big name wide receiver. They trade up for him. He's been battling a hamstring injury. No one can can predict that. And then you take a look around the league at those same positions and you look at guys who are available at that same time. And it's I hate doing this, but it's really hard not to look at my draft crush, Devin Lloyd, who's killing it for the Jaguars. Right. Other wide receivers who are around. And I agree with you. I think Christian Watson's got it all. He's got all the tools, all the traits, but there are receivers who are producing immediately. And I don't know, maybe the assessment of what this window looks like was not particularly accurate. Maybe this is just the way the Packers do things and they don't care because they're going to always plan for now and future-ish. But they needed they needed these rookies to step up early, clearly. They, they needed production out of them. And Quay looked great the first three games. He struggled a little bit the last, the last three games. Okay, he's a rookie. Like I said, Devontae Wyatt, low on the depth chart. Don't even know what we have in him really yet. And Christian's been hurt. And it's just like, what, what else? There was no depth there. You lost Chris Barnes, unfortunately, to an injury. We knew wide receiver depth was an issue going into the season. It just, oh, it just feels like there's so many cracks in the seams at the moment get ready for the greatest roast of all time the roast of tom brady a netflix live event happening may 5th hosted by kevin hart the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game tune in on may 5th at 5 p.m pacific time for the roast of tom brady live only on netflix if we're talking about draft crutches that have looked great, I would like to also put Jaquan Brisker in there. as. Oh, well. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that when I was watching the Bears. But, I mean, it, it's, it makes a lot of sense, though. It's, we have the same conversation. Sean Ryan has been a healthy and active, like, for the entire season. He's a third-round pick. Like, I, I don't understand, I guess, some of, some of the decision-making process that goes in. Like, because then, you know, you get to the fourth round and you're like, 
you know who's maybe arguably the two best rookies for the Packers right now is Romeo Dobbs and Zach Tom. Like they they could be gems, and the Packers are great at finding gems. But I think we've talked long enough about a lot of the struggles for this team. But it is interesting to think like the way that they build the roster and the mentality that they've had. They take swings and they've taken you know cost saving swings, and sometimes they work out. Devondre yeah. Campbell worked out. Rasul Douglas worked out. But then you look at, we talked about it when the Rams won the Super Bowl. Go get OBJ, go get Von Miller, win a ring. Now Von Miller is with the Bills, likely to Might land another, another Super ring. Bowl. <laughs> yeah. And like, what's stopping the Packers from just trying that and just saying, you know what, we saw it yeah. work? We don't know if they're they're not, you know. That's that's fair. They, they yeah. did say they want to be in every conversation. So we don't know that they're not. All right. I do want to try to end on some positives. Okay. So maybe we can we do can some try. like quick, quick hit positives because I'm an optimist. I always will. I love this team and I will always believe in them until they prove me otherwise. And there are 11 games left in this season. So my positives are there's still options. Yeah. Right. There are still things that this team can do. Will they do? I don't know. Will they shift around the O-line? I hope so, because they've got depth there, right? Will they lean on some of the offensive weapons that have been producing, like Robert Tunyon, like Aaron Jones, Alan Lazard, to some extent, try to get Romeo Dobbs more touches? I hope so, right? Like, there are there are things to look at. Can we continue this streak that Joe Barry has shown that he can make adjustments? That was positive to me. So... I'm going to try to dwell on those things. I agree with you. I think that's the biggest takeaway for me is that we saw the adjustments start for the defense. I think the turn, I believe Jerry Gray, when he says the turnovers are clum, like I think this was a good, like get your feet wet kind of start those adjustments and start seeing what happens on the defensive side of the ball. Put Jair in situations like put your playmakers in a situation to make plays, give them opportunities to be successful. And then I do genuinely believe that things like the turnovers will come. So that's a positive. And I agree with you. There's 11 games left. As much as we look ahead and we're like, yeah, they should beat the commanders. And then, oh my God, they have to play the bills. Like if they go into this game at Orchard Park and they look even remotely competitive, even if they lose, I'll take it as a win. Yeah. Because I just want to see a Packers team the next couple weeks, like look aggressive and feel like they're, there's some fight in them. And that'll give me enough to write if they go, you know, if they're four and four at the end of, you know, this midway point of the season after after the Bills game, I'll still feel OK because I'll feel like there's plenty for them to build off of to, to round out the second half of the season. If the offense comes out and looks the way that they did for two weeks straight, then maybe I'll be a little more concerned. But I think that the, the building blocks are there. They just have to build, which I don't know why they're yes. struggling like Leave it to us to find some positives in this all. We tried. We tried really hard. Um, I guess we'll be back later this week for a Washington Commanders preview show. We will put this loss behind us, as I hope the Packers do as well, and look forward to going 1-0 against the Washington Commanders. Um, you can follow the show at PWSS Podcast on Twitter, Packs What She Said on Instagram, Twitch, uh, all the places where you can download your podcasts is where you can listen to us as well as the Odyssey app and Cheesehead TV. We're still on the Cheesehead TV website. 
Uh, you can follow Maggie on Twitter at Maggie Jaloni. You can follow me at Perry underscore Goldstein. We will continue to bring you Packers content, win or lose, and we will continue to further the positivity for this team because they need it. And uh, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 